And he rattled off a list of like three different major bullet points of who he wants to be, how he wants to operate, like the things he wants to see in his life, the family, the, the friends he wants to see in his life, the things he's trying to do for others. I thought it was really impressive. He like knows that by heart. It was a crystal clear vision. And he said, in every, if you know who you want to be 20 years from now, every single decision you make today should be cr- done, should be made through the lens of, is this going to help me become closer to that person I want to be 20 years from now? Or is it going to take me further away? And he boiled that down all the way to, what am I watching on Netflix tonight? What food am I eating? What am I going to bed? What is my morning routine like? I mean, all these things, every single decision that you make should drive yourself towards being that person. And he said, you know what the byproduct is? You become that person today. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the slam Duncan combo I had with Alan Stein Jr. in our last episode. I cannot believe you made me say that out loud. <laughs> Someone wrote that clearly has never played basketball. Slam uh, Duncan. Slam Duncan and is also from the East Coast. Anyways, if you haven't yet listened to this interview, feel free to pause us now. Go back and listen to that one and then come back and join us. Just so you know, Brad listened to it how many times? Two, three, three, three times. Yeah. Um, so fucking great. Love it. Love it. I love Alan and hope that we can cross paths again. If you're listening to this, Alan, hi. Uh, basically, we're pretty obsessed. Anyways, um, real quick announcements. We got a lot of them because happy 2023. Holy moly. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, this is a big deal year, y'all. Uh, it's a big deal year. First of all, we just got back from our tour, 6,500 miles. It was a trip. Um, we also are t- tested out a new way of doing the van. Um, Brad yeah. and my dad like built out a bed four feet off the ground. So I feel like I'm 11 with bunk beds, but no one is below to like push the mattress up. <laughs> Uh, you can see what we're talking about on the OPC blog. So if you go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash blog, um, we, have, we have pictures up. Oh, that's so fun. Um, thanks for doing that. So people could follow along. Yeah. Um, we also officially kick off round two of my Elevate, which is my mentorship group and uh, for Pilates teachers. And it's so it's fun. Elevate. Elevate. Just making um, sure that was clear. And it's a capital L. Not that that matters when you Google. <laughs> um, anyways, I just like it. Like, I just like the way it looks. Uh, <laughs> round one was so much fun. We had so many amazing women from all over the world, literally all over the world, join us that we decided to do a round two. It sold out so fast and we had so many amazing applicants that I opened up round three. So, hey, loves, if you're like, wait, you have a mentorship? Yes, I do. And we kick off this third one in May. What is a mentorship? That's a great question. So a mentorship is a little different than a mastermind, although you know, I'm big on community. So if you are in my mentorship, you're still going to have community that you get to um, 
learn from and work off of. But a mentorship is basically a group of people who pick someone that they want to learn from because that person teaches or understands or does them in a way that they are like, I want that. And so if you watch my tutorials and you take my classes and you just really enjoy the way I teach, you will still sound like you because that is priority number one. So specifically, we're talking about Pilates. Well, you can have a mentorship in anything. No, but but this is a Pilates mentorship. Yes. Meaning you're going to learn basically classical Pilates from Leslie as taught to her by her teacher, Jay Grimes. And other teachers that I studied from. Yeah. Yeah. And Jay was a student of Joseph Pilates. Yes. And you have to already have been a teacher to do it. So anyway, there's um, there may Still be a few spots left for round three, which will be getting started in May. Yeah. At um, the time we're recording this, there's three left. So um, at the time this comes out, if there's still three left, I hope it's you. Yeah. Um, go to lesslielogan.co slash elevate for more information on that. Yeah. Um, and then this is my birthday month. Yeah, it so is. Happy birthday. start wishing me happy birthday. <laughs> Just so you know, if you wish me it early, you don't have to also wish me on the day. I get like that people don't like the whole birthday month thing, but like it's just so that you don't have to fr- like you go, oh, I missed it. You haven't missed it because you have a whole month to tell me <laughs> and there's going to be some amazing, um, yummy stuff uh, that we are cooking up for you. And we'll let you know. So make sure you're listening to the ads on this show or uh, paying attention to what we emailed out because I am i don't know what that birthday bash is going to be yet. <laughs> yeah, still working it out. Still working it out. And uh, lastly, on the um, One thing we're not working out, which is totally in stone and happening. Oh, yeah. And let me just say dialed in. This is our eighth round of Agency Mini, which is our coaching group, which is different than Elevate because this is the Everything but the exercises, which what is what Profitable Pilates has always been. Well, it's all about the business side yeah. of uh, running a fitness business. And if you're listening to this in real time, if you're not already on the wait list, get on it because we're going to open up the doors probably any day now um, for people to join in the group early. We started this last summer with Agency Mini 7 where we actually let those people who were like early like overachievers and got signed up right away. We let them in the group early so they can actually do some homework to get prepared for the week yeah, of Agency Mini. work. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Agency Mini so, is all about clarity, y'all. You're going to literally have clarity on your business, who you work with, how you help them, how they find you, what you offer, all what those What you things, should charge. What you should charge. You know, what's your schedule? <laughs> yeah. All those things. And of course, any question in between and beyond is appropriate to ask us. But our workshop um, is designed, the homework is designed to really help you have clarity because if you don't have clarity, you're just going to get overwhelmed. And so yeah. this is um, our eighth one. And we say this all the time if you've been listening for a while, but we don't know exactly the dates of agency mini number nine, but I can tell you it's in the fall, which means almost next year. And if you <laughs> if you wait nine plus months for coaching on your business, you're probably keeping yourself from sanity, making the money you want to make, working with the people you want to have, having boundaries that just make you feel like a rock star, all those things. Yeah. And if, uh, if you're like anybody else and you've heard that um, dreaded R word, the recession. Um, you know, we are working with all of our, um, uh, everyone who's in agency, we're working through all of that stuff together. So if that's something that, uh, is causing fear in your life, uh, you're not alone. There's a community of people who are still also worried about clients and retention and getting new clients and growing and all those same things. And that's, uh, um, definitely a common topic of conversation. 
Yeah. Um, so and and also you all because at the time of this, like it's really unclear if we're having one, if we're in one, yep. if there's gonna be one. It's also gonna be very different than the one that was in 2008, which is I think what everyone fears right. because it's a very different reason for being in one. So what I have to say about that just really quickly is your fear is going to make you do some really fucked up shit in your business. And you might end up discounting things before you need to, or saying yes to working on your days off and you're going to burn out and you're going, you might end up Builds, making decisions. It builds resentment. It creates more fear. Yeah. Or also all. you could offer services at a price that literally cost you money. And so right. then for it, you actually start to lose your business. So what's really important and what we pride ourselves in an agency is every time something like this comes up in any part of the world or like with the worldwide pandemic, we <laughs> all get to work with each other and you can see a possibilities. There are studios in there that are so thriving. It is unbelievable. They're like, yeah. what our word? And there's other studios that are struggling and it's because we have to change their messaging so that they're reaching the right people. You can't, no longer can you just go Pilates six o'clock Tuesday. That doesn't work. People need to know why, why you, why are you there to help them? And that's, we're going to work on agency mini. So definitely um, join us by the way, the cost of agency mini, the full price. I can't remember. It's on, it's like $75, 6250, right? 6250. Holy yeah. freaking moly. Um, For one week uh, of coaching and yeah. we will you know, effectively answer any question that you have. And if we have early bird going on right now, when you click the link in the show notes, then it's lucky only you. only 25 bucks if yeah. that's the case. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. So you can find that at profitablepilates.com slash mini. Yeah. So profitable. I know I, I like flubbed that word. Profitablepilates.com slash mini. <laughs> it's just a really, like, I'm going to be really honest. All of the, um, uh, everything except for my own name. And then people get that wrong. All of our titles. I'm like, da, 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 da. I feel like yeah, there's salaries. Sally sold, sold seashells at the seashore. Like, I feel like I need to do that before I say any of our web addresses. Anyways, <laughs> profitablepilates.com slash mini. Get yourself over there. We cannot wait to work with you. Yeah, do it. Okay, before we go into Alan, which I cannot wait, um, I think we're going to probably go long. Uh, <laughs> we had an audience question. We did. Um, the question, uh, and this is a great question. I'm glad you DM'd. Um, I've been following your posts and I feel that I'm at a point where I need to do a coaching call with you. My business is really complicated, but I feel like it's not growing the way that I want. How do I book a call and what is the cost? I love this question. It came through on my profitable Pilates Instagram. And um, I just want to like a couple things when I read this, I was like, oh, I can't, I, I kind of can feel like I read between the lines. When I hear complicated business, it tells me like you have a lot of great ideas and you're trying to have too, you have too many fires going on, or maybe you've got like some like membership over here, but packages over here. And like you've created right, really these complicated offerings. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not saying that those were the wrong things to create, but we often do that when we're trying to put an idea together and then we try to mold it to people without having some guidance. Sure. And Hi, did that, uh, yeah, there. <laughs> been there. And, and that is why we got coaching and also like some things we had to get rid of and some things we had to tweak and something maybe changes and streamline things. And so first of all, there's a complicated business. We have not been able to uncomplicate, um, if you can take the right actions. And second of all, yes, I do do coaching calls. So does Brad. And we actually have four amazing other coaches inside of agency, but that's a specific word. It's all inside of agency. We don't have any outside coaching calls and here's why. 
there's so much information that goes into a coaching call because we don't have any like formulas or tools that we're like, okay, you, this is your problem. Here's your solution. Here's like, we don't have an if this it's and that. It's not templates. Yeah, that's a yeah. good word for it. So what we have to actually do is know you and know your goals. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure we have your magic number figured out. We want to look at all these things. We tweak it apart. And then also you're going to have questions afterwards. And I know, I know people are like, no, no, one call will be enough. It's, it's not, not enough. It's, it's not, not enough. enough. And you're going to go home. I know why. You want to know why? Because I have a coaching call with my coach. And then a week later, I'm like, oh, what did she mean by that? Right. I need to call her up. And guess what? I have to do it within her boundaries, which is in her mastermind. That's a year-long program. It's the same thing we have inside of agency. We need you to be in the group so that we can actually guide you along because you're going to have questions and we don't want you off on your own going, okay, this is what they said. And now I don't know what this means. And I'm just going to have to do it or worse have wasted that money and then just do things the way you've been doing it. Yeah. So, um, yes, we absolutely offer coaching calls. Um, uh, you can only book them if you're inside of agency. So the best way to do that is to go to profitablepilates.com slash agency. Or if you want to have a teaser of what agency is, join us in mini, like yeah. we were just talking about. So profitablepilates.com slash mini. It's a great way to see if you like our vibes, right? Yeah. And like hear how we coach. So cool. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about Alan Stein Jr., uh, his first love in life was basketball, and before he became an author and keynote speaker, Alan Stein Jr. shared his lessons, strategies, and mindsets with some of the world's best basketball players as a performance training coach. Uh, he even had like you know uh, deals with Nike and you know Adidas yeah. and whatever these massive companies. His um, resume is ridiculous. It's kind Amazing. of insane. He's worked with like crazy athletes in basketball for 20 years being performance coaches uh, for them. Um, but Alan now leads, uh, he coaches leaders and organizations on how to use those same uh, tactics that he was uh, helping uh, the, the players in the court. Uh, he helps leaders and organizations to become the best at what they do and level up on their personal court. Or their business core. <laughs> I love that. That's super cute. It's got, he's got basketball to use sports for leadership. And I love to use like dating for, for businesses. So I feel like, you know, it's, it all works together. <laughs> um, it, uh, anyways. Okay. Where do I start? Okay. So <laughs> I think this is something that you say all the time. Uh, and it's, it's basically, it it's, has something to do with boring. Oh yes. Perfect. It's so boring. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I loved he talked about like the justification for why, like he actually justified why perfect is unattainable and boring. So um, 
he has a measuring stick. Am I doing the best I can with what I have wherever I am? What a great question to ask yourself. So we have so many people who are like, what well, should before, I journal? Before he got to, to oh. he, before he gets to that point though, that's his, that's how he lives his life today. He talked about um, his fear of unworthiness mm-hmm. driving that pursuit of perfection. So he didn't feel worthy. And so in, he thought, all right, well, if I don't feel worthy, I need to feel worthy. So I'm going to be the absolute best at my thing, at my craft, at my game, at my all of the things. And so it drove him down this path, pursuit of perfection, right? And it's an unattainable goal. Yeah. I, I, I Thanks for taking us back on the journey. Um, I'll get, make sure I don't forget what I was ever I was saying. I probably did, but it's okay. Um, because I'm not perfect. And thank God for that. So, um, life is not a perfect game in that episode. We actually talked about like that. There's never been a perfect game ever, right? There's never been a perfect game ever. Yeah, so it was With like all no these, fouls, no, like no, no missed b- uh, baskets, no, yeah. uh, no, whatever. There was the three are. stats and yeah. you said never in the history of basketball has there been a perfect game. Yeah. I mean, you know, before, uh, like at the time we're recording this, y'all, the world cup was going on. There's not been a single game with all those incredible players, we can all say are the best of the best where they live and where they're from that has been perfect. And I, I know because I my little news app would show like this awful thing of some amazing player making a mistake. Of course, that's what they show. And I think that's our fear is like everyone is going to see the mistake you made. Just so you know, very few people are, are, are going to know the mistake that you made and you are not that mistake that you made. And so life is not a perfect game. Um, and he... The, uh, his, um, his new measuring stick, which was, I was talking about earlier is like, am I doing the best I can with what I have wherever I am? And I think this is what's cool. Cause I, what I don't want us to take away is that you don't have to strive to be better or, or like you can you, like that at any strive of trying to be a better version of you is pursuit of perfection. Mm. That's not it because we all can get stronger or learn more or do better as we know better. But I love this question where it's like, am I doing the best I can with what I have wherever I am? Because if that ever is a no, that's when you know, okay, now it's time for me to level up or learn more or do this thing. But if the answer is yes, fuck, like fucking chill out, <laughs> take a beat. Um, so a couple of bullet points, except that I have flaws. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's talking about his, um, um, you know, the reality of it. Yeah. You're like, he's fa- like, he's fallible. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make boneheaded decisions. We all do. Cause also, you know, we're all going back to Chris's podcast. Like we all fear you never like, you're never going to be fear, like without fear ever. We had a new level and you just get better at identifying it faster, but you are going to make decisions based off of that and go, Oh, that was dumb. Right. Um, there'll be days where I'm going to, where I'm in a funk or feeling lousy, give yourself permission to feel and do things to be less than perfect. And that is really hard. So for those of you who are like, how do I practice that though? Like here's some applicable ways. Don't overthink your freaking social media posts. Like just like right right there is a great, great place to practice being imperfect. Like, don't worry if no one cares if the comments there, they're not reading all the words anyways. If they go, you didn't put a period here, go, oh, thanks so much for editing that. Like seriously, like I, it was a really hard, like part of my ditching perfection was like when someone was was editing my posts for me in the captions that I was just like, oh, okay. And I went back and edited. I was like, thanks so much. Um, Another thing you can do is like, if you're practicing Pilates, and I know some of you are teachers or those of you who have like started doing Pilates with us, just allowing your practice to be what it is. So it's not that you're like, 
like just flinging your arms around, but you're noticing, oh, wow, that isn't feeling the way it did yesterday. Okay. You know, and not going, oh, I didn't get that right. I'm never hitting the mat again. So, um, and then he also said, instead, focus on giving your best effort and having the best attitude to be kind and of service. Do the best you can with what you have wherever you are. And that just goes back to his measuring stick. Am I doing the best I can with what I have wherever I am? Sometimes, like oftentimes that answer is yes, you guys. Like oftentimes the answer is yes. Yeah. And one thing that you were talking about with um, the World Cup and, um, you know, these players being on the world stage and also not being perfect. Um, uh, I'm sure you heard about the um, the captain of the U.S. team was put in a very, very difficult position uh, by an antagonistic journalist. And he asked him, like, you know, he, he accused him first of pronouncing uh Iran incorrectly. And then he asked him, how could he represent the United States when there's so much racism that happens in the United States? And it was like this really like touchy moment. And the this guy, 23 years old, his response was, I'm terribly sorry that, that I pronounced your country's name incorrectly. And I'm grateful for you for correcting me on how to say it, right? And secondly, he said, um, you know, in the United States, we're pursuing, um, you know, we're in pursuit of being better and in the pursuit of being, uh, of, of being less racist. And that's how I can justify representing my country because we are pursuing something better. And I thought it, first of all, I thought that was an unbelievably like, oh my God, well, like, <laughs> my, well, I didn't even breathe response. while I was waiting to hear what he said. Oh man. It was like, it could have been clearly so bad. Um, but it was an amazing, amazing response. Um, and, but one, what I thought was incredible was, uh, the, first off the humility that he showed by saying, I'm, he straight up apologized. There wasn't even a hesitation. He just said, I'm sorry. I, I definitely said it wrong and thank you for teaching me, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, when you're pursuing perfection, like you, you actually, um, this is another point that we, that I hadn't even included, included in our lineup here. Um, but Alan actually said, you know, you asked him a really great question over your career of training these people. Did you notice any recurring theme among like these epic athletes? And he said, oh yeah, there are three trends from high performers. One is they respect the, the foundation, the basics. They keep going back to the basics. Second is that they blend confidence with humility in a masterful way. Um, and the third is he said they were very process focused, right? And so that second point of being, hum uh, uh, having humility, uh, being humble, um, uh, you know, was well, was put, this guy knows he's not perfect and he was humble about it when, you know, like put in a really tough position. Um, on the world stage. So, wow. I, yeah. I mean, and here's like, you know, I think we, I mean, we can't, I'm, those questions are just so harsh, <laughs> uh, a little like out of, to me, like very antagonistic is the best word. I think we have to, I try to assume that like most people who are making mistakes without being perfect are like, they, they were not intentional mistakes, you know, like the him saying the country's name incorrectly. I have heard in our country that that name said in so many ways. Yeah, I you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So like I feel like I feel like one what we can learn from that is like an instant apology and it should be enough. And like it is, it is okay to be in process. Like we make mistakes all the time. Most are unintentional. And I think 
if we can all go, that was like, let's give that person the grace to correct that. Mm. And also, um, and then all those people who've made the mistake, giving yourself the grace to go, okay, what happened here? Okay. I didn't know that. Now I do. Now I won't make that mistake again. And just moving forward, like Jen um, Van Bartelpay said in her episode with us, correct and continue, correct and continue. Like you can't go back and like re-say how you did that. So you just have to take, make that correction and continue. And that's, it goes back to the like process that those athletes were doing. Yeah, totally. And uh, absolutely. And you also mentioned something that leads right into my point, uh, which I loved. Love when I'm a good transition. (laughs) You mentioned grace. Um, you know, you, the two of you really got into a couple of different things. Like, what do you do when you make a bad decision? Right. And you were just kind of talking about getting back to process. Um, but also how making a bad decision, uh, what's the first thing we do is we beat ourselves up, Yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, so when, when Alan was talking about, uh, his own pursuit of perfection and how it is an unattainable goal. Uh, you know, what did he do? How, how did he come to the realization uh, that, he, you know, he's not going to be perfect is because he was making these mistakes. And he said, ultimately, he realized I have to give myself grace when I make a mistake like that. Yeah. I have to give myself space. Um, I have to be kind to myself. Um, and he said the worst thing we can do uh, is pile on the, sh- the shame, the guilt, the criticism in our own self-talk yeah, uh, because it keeps us in a loop of um, fear, of anger, um, you know, oh, yeah. depression. It like leads to depression. Um, you know, so he said, you know, how do you do this? You know, he said, well, what if it wasn't you that made the mistake? What if it was someone that you loved? You know, more likely than not, you're going to say to them, hey, you know, you made a mistake. You know, and that's, you know, maybe it's maybe what you did needs to be corrected, but it was a mistake and we can move through this, you know, and he said, you know, speak to yourself with the same kindness, compassion and empathy that you would show for a loved one. Um, And then you two had a fascinating conversation about uh, the things that you say to yourself, you probably would never say to someone else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, um. It's so interesting. I I know everyone's hearing this going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, and then it happens. And like something recently happened where it was an unintentional mistake that, that we made. And I found myself fighting to like apply all of this and like in real time, <laughs> like don't pile on the shame, but I felt shame. Don't pile on the guilt. I felt guilt, sure. but I felt guilt in a weird way. Cause I was like, there. I didn't intend to make that mistake, but like, because I am a recovering perfectionist, I found myself finding things to feel guilty over, (laughs) you know, because I was just like, you know, and then the criticism and I found myself fighting back and forth, not to be angry at at the mistake itself and not to be angry at the people brought it like to my attention and not be angry at myself. It is not easy. And so even in your pursuit to be kind and gracious to yourself, you won't be perfect. And I don't necessarily want to go through that again, but I do hope that the next time I make an unintentional mistake or even just a mistake that had unintentional consequences that I can shorten up <laughs> how hard I am or and, and try to get back to the grace because it is it does like what it did do was like 1000% took me out of what was in purpose. 
it took me into a place where like I really was struggling to even make any decisions. And that actually hurts everybody. Yes. That hurts everybody even more than the the mistake. And, and oftentimes the mistake is not even as big as it is. But even if it is, even if it feels like it's on this world stage of sorts, you know, I don't believe that we are uh, we are the the one mistake we've made. Like we are more than that. And I do love like, how would you talk to a family member? It's like, OK, if this, if this happened to somebody else in my family, I'd probably say these things. And that did help calm me down and at least get me to like finish work for that day. Yeah. But I, I liked what you said about, um, well, so your thoughts become habits, right? And I know we talked about this in another episode that we can choose our thoughts and we can break that cycle of negative self-talk. And each time you do that, you're creating a new path for your brain to go down. Mm -hmm. And while you are still going to feel the the shame, feel the guilt, feel the frustration, instead of it being something that can, you know, derail everything, uh, maybe it's a smaller experience that time. And then, okay, let's get on this new mm -hmm. brain, you know, this groove that we've carved in our mm -hmm. brain of, okay, have the conversation with yourself of, you know, uh, being, creating that grace, that space, that kindness, and, you know, as we go through life, because it's a lifelong pursuit, you know, maybe we can shift more quickly as we grow. Yeah, which I think is great. So I just, this conversation was amazing. Yeah, I I was just so impressed by, um, he's so, uh, he's clearly a thinker and he's like the epitome of, of like, uh, the coach that you see in a movie, you know what I mean? And like, uh, like the things he was Did saying. Do you hear that, Alan? You need to be in a movie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> they should make a movie about yeah. you. Uh, you know, the, like the things he was saying are, uh, he's put so much thought and so much study into uh, working with performance uh, and it comes across and he was going through, I mean, everything you two were talking about could have been the theme of this recap episode. <laughs> there was just so much amazing quality uh, uh, perspectives in there. Uh, that's why I listened to it three times. Yeah, I um, well, I don't know. We'll have to find a reason. We'll have to have him back again because there's more to talk about. He has two books. So Love it. Go listen to him. An agency. We actually picked his book for our January book club. So oh, fun. yeah, I'm very excited for them too. Uh, I know a lot of them listen to an audio, so I'm I'm excited for them to hear his voice. <laughs> Amazing. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. 
Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right. So finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted action items can we take away from your conversation with Alan Stein Jr.? Um, I'm going to go first. So I thought this was really profound. Um, I thought this was really slam dunking. Uh, it's just a slam dunk. It's just a slam dunk. <laughs> uh, he said, have a crystal clear vision of who you want to be 20 years from now. And he rattled off a list of like three different major bullet points of who he wants to be, how he wants to operate, like the things he wants to see in his life, the family, the the friends he wants to see in his life, the things he's trying to do for others. I thought it was really impressive. He like knows that by heart. It was a crystal clear vision. And he said, if you know who you want to be 20 years from now, every single decision you make today should be done, should be made through the lens of, is this going to help me become closer to that person I want to be 20 years from now? Or is it going to take me further away? And he boiled that down all the way to, what am I watching on Netflix tonight? What food am I eating? What am I going to bed? What is my morning routine like? I mean, all these things, every single decision that you make should drive yourself towards being that person. And he said, you know what the byproduct is? You become that person today. Well, you know, that's all be it till you see it. And I, you brought up Netflix and I'm so I'm, I'm not ready to give up my habits there, but I, there's some other places I could probably make it happen. <laughs> I just have been in the middle of some series and I just have to get the questions answered. <laughs> well, aside from that, I know, but what, also, about, what about I, you? I, I actually uh, wanted to do this because it's um, in this month because I, I'm like, it's so easy to picture 60. Um, sure. because uh, it's my 40th birthday month oh, yeah. and, woo, and, um, I'm like, Oh, 60, like Oprah, like, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I think she's probably past 60 at this point, but I remember when she turned 60 and I'm like, Oh, I can picture that. And like, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't be like, Oh, I'm going to be 60 in 20 years. It's like, what, <laughs> what at, at 60, I fucking hope I'm retired. And what am I doing? And I can't wait. So that's gonna be fun. Thanks for that. Be it action. My favorite of course, um, has to do with your routines, <laughs> self audit of you, your morning and evening routines. So this is great. This is for my people who are like, like, they're like, tell me how to journal, tell me what to do. Right. So you grab the piece of paper. Let me just remind you what it is on the left side of the paper. I want you to come up with an exhaustive list of all the things that fill your bucket and nourish your soul. And you guys, it might take you a day. Like you might have to like put this list and like set it down and like walk off. And then all of a sudden you like 
someone opens the door for you at the coffee shop and you're sitting there in front of these flowers like, oh, fresh flowers nourish my day. Like, you know what I mean? Like it might be if you've not done this and you're not paying attention to it, it might take you a little bit longer than just like a brain dump. Okay. And, and give yourself permission to have that time. Then on the right side of the page, I want you to write down, well, he wants you to, not me. He wants you to write down how you've been spending the bookends of your day. So your morning and evening routine. Then he wants you to compare the two sets of notes and ask yourself a very important question. Are you doing things in your morning and evening routine that will fill your bucket and make you feel most alive? So if what is on the left is not hanging out in your morning and evening on the right, you got some things to do. Yeah. So let's say on the left side, if something that fills your cup is um, spending quality time with your significant other or maybe connecting, reconnecting with your family. And in your morning and evening routines, you're not setting aside the time to do that, that quality time. Maybe that's an adjustment that you should be making. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you guys, it's not all or nothing, right? So like, like five minutes at a time is where we can make increments. And I know you're like, that's nothing, but five times seven is 35 quality minutes you didn't have last week with that person. True. And you may find because of the way the brain works that you're enjoying it so much, you end up finding eight minutes and then 10 minutes and mm. then 30 minutes. All of a sudden you're like, what? Or something canceled. And you're like, we can have a whole evening of quality time together. Like your brain will start be seeking out more of what makes you feel good. Like that's how it works, but yeah. you've got to be spending time in the feel good. So your brain can start to seek that out. So anyways, Love Alan, it. you're fucking amazing. Y'all I'm Leslie Logan. I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Seriously, let us know. Tag Alan Stein Jr. Tag the Beat Pod. We are so grateful for you. I can't believe we're going into another year with you. Yeah. This is like technically year two, but like year three, I'm not really sure with the calendar at any rate, it's been awesome. And we are, we're, we're so, we're so grateful to have you. So we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. 
And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. my coffee lovers I got something for you and I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go in fact I know the plazas instructors around here are taking coffee kombucha tea and water into every class that they take so this one is amazing because this is pure cafe bold they have two options for you they've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte which is amazing and here's why it's amazing it's pre-brewed so it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right. Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients this natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being and seriously it's actually super simple to make leslie and i have taken it camping yeah i'll use it in the afternoon we're taking it everywhere because i'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee it's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane and the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet so it's like it's really kind of amazing yeah and i'm i'm a big fan of the caramel myself he the does caramel like has it. a little bit of uh of milk in it so. it has some dairy so my dairy free peeps you, you can't do the caramel but you can do the black right yeah the black coffee is vegan keto gluten-free non-gmo nut-free dairy-free fat-free and cgmp compliant all right so here's the deal you need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee b-e-i-t-p-o-d.com slash coffee and when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo! 